Right to be read podcast, episode number 68. Interview with Toby Downton. You are listening to the Right to be Read podcast, and this is your host, Ani Alexander. Hello, everyone. It's me, Ani Alexander, and you're listening to the Right to be Read podcast, the podcast that inspires and encourages writers. When I was just recording this episode's beginning, I realized that, wow, you know, we, we've done 68 episodes already. And, you know, although I keep track and I shouldn't be surprised, I'm, I'm, I still can't believe this. I still can't believe we've done almost 70 episodes already. So thanks to everyone who's listening and special thanks to those who actually uh, get in touch with me through email and provides feedback. I know that I haven't replied to a couple of those yet, but I promise that I will very soon. Before we start, I would like to remind you that my podcast is sponsored by the Author Marketing Institute and AMI's next event is live right now and it's uh, called Author Marketing Live and it's a virtual conference. This means that you can attend from your home or office and see all the presentations via your computer or tablet. So you can still grab a seat today and watch the replays to learn from bestsellers like Steve Scott, Joel Com, Louise Hose, and Peter Shankman, and more. You can grab the ticket to the event for only $99 if you use the coupon code ANI, A-N-I, during the checkout. So just visit www.authormarketinglive.com to register and enjoy $49 discount. Okay, well, let's get to our today's episode. And today I have another interview. Uh, although I'd like to tell that I've received several emails asking for more solo episodes since they say that those are quite good too. Uh, let me know what you think and if you would like to have more solo episodes, what topics exactly would you like to cover? And it would be uh, a great for me to understand um, what you're expecting. So I make sure that you get what you want. And um, today's interview is with a first-time author, Toby Downton, who has written Solar Versia, a novel about a game played in virtual reality by 100 million people. And he hopes to make the game in the book in real life and has devised what he thinks is an original marketing plan. So let's see what he can share with us. And I assure you that what he has planned and what uh, we have as a marketing plan is quite original. Uh, hello, Toby, and welcome to the Right to be Read podcast. Thanks a lot for coming over. And uh, thank you for taking the time to dedicate it to me and my listeners. Hello, Arnie. Thank you very much for having me today. Well, I'm, uh, you know, I completely um, prefer having non-standard topics and and approaches to things. And when I saw your website, I thought that you're one of those vivid examples of doing things differently. So I had to have you over. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I am doing something different um, and I think that's important um, in this day and age in trying to stand out so hopefully I can provide some sense of what it is I'm doing that I 
think is a little bit different. Yeah, well, since uh, people who listen have no idea what we're talking about, let's start from the very beginning. And uh, I would like just, you know, to start by saying that Toby is writing a book, which is a fiction book. And he has a website up already, which has uh, lots of different things going on in there. So let's start from the beginning. What the book is about? How did you come up with the idea? And since when are you writing it? Okay, so the book is about a game played in virtual reality. Um, I came up with the basic idea about four years ago. Um, I, I had this kind of three-day vision after searching for a long time about what I wanted to do in my life. I had, I had this idea. And it was all very fragmented at the time. I didn't really understand it. And it took me another kind of three or four years of really thinking about it and refining it to get to the stage where I was able to do anything with it. And the main thing that really inspired me was um, something that happened in March last year. So March 2014 was the Facebook purchase of a company called Oculus Rift. Have you heard of Oculus Rift? Uh, no. Okay, so that's a company who's making um, one of these virtual reality headsets. Uh -huh. And they are the best-known company in the world, full stop. So they did a Kickstarter in September of 2012, trying to raise um, $250,000. And they ended up raising 10 times that on Kickstarter. And then in March of 2014, Facebook bought them <coughs> for $2 billion. And the virtual reality headset that these guys are making is due to be out the, the the actual date hasn't been released yet it's speculative it's going to be kind of end of this year sometime so when facebook bought these guys oculus last march for two billion i remembered this idea that i had come up with And I thought, right, I have to write this now. I have to write this in in time for the release of the Oculus Rift headset. Mm -hmm. And that's when I really returned to it, dug out all of my old notes and started in earnest looking into it. Um, so the first thing that I did was bought a book called Structuring Your Novel um, by a woman called... K.M. Wyland mm -hmm. that, that basically helps you do the plot. Um, so I spent three, the first three months, uh, March to June of 2014, just writing the plot. And it, I got to the end of that and I kind of looked at everything that I had plotted out and thought to myself, well, <clears throat> if I can actually write this, then it's going to be pretty good. Um, but the whole time I was doing that, I was also thinking about the marketing side of it. Like, who is the target market for a book like this and how can I reach them? 
Mm-hmm, exactly. Well, we heard many, many times from many different people who say that uh, we're supposed to start marketing even before starting writing the book. So apparently that's what you've been doing. And um, so what you did was, as you mentioned, the first step was to identify the target market, the potential readers. And uh, how did you approach with once you identified that group of people um, what did you do? You you started creating your website or you started trying to understand where they hang out and where you can get in touch with them? How did you approach that part? No, that that's that's the that's the question to ask. It's a very good question. So okay, so so just to, to recap, so Solarversia is a book about a game played in virtual reality. You know, that's a very, very high level um, kind of elevator pitch. So I think I spent a lot of time thinking about who it was, um, the target market for it. So I think the kind of first obvious target market is gamers, you know, people who are really heavily into gaming. Mm -hmm. But something I found out is that one estimate for the number of gamers in the world is something like 700 million. So that's a lot of people and that's a good sign, but it's also still very, very broad. It doesn't really help you in actually getting to those people. And even if you try and narrow it down by saying, well, gamers who also read sci-fi that's still pretty broad and you're kind of stuck with actually how you find those people um what i ended up doing was looking at similar novels which is just a very very useful way to approach um a problem like this and i ended up with three different books there's essentially three classics out there um three classic sci-fi books that are about virtual reality um there's a couple of um older ones i think they're both about 20 25 years old now snow crash and neuromancer but there was one that came out in 2011 called ready player one Mm -hmm. by an american author called ernest klein and I just had a quick look on Amazon just before um, you called me. And right now, so this book came out in August 2011. It's currently got 4,450 reviews and 3,300 of them are five stars. So that's 4.6 out of five. And people absolutely love this book like loads of the reviews and i went through i went through pretty much every single one of those three thousand five star reviews and loads of people say that this is their favorite book of the year or even some of them their favorite book ever so it's clear that people who love ready player one by ernie klein are the target market for my book because like my book, it's about a game played in virtual reality. So those people, I decided my target market and it gave me an easy way to pitch to them. I basically said, listen, um, you love Ready Player One. I'm writing a similar book. And if they wanted more information, I either sent them to my website or I kind of explained that Solarversia is... (coughs) 
is like Ready Player One. It's kind of minus the dystopia and minus the 80s references. And it's set in 2020 rather than 2043. Mm-hmm. And to come to the second part of your question, um, the, the very important part, uh, okay, where do we find these people? Well, I actually ended up going to four different locations. So I went to Amazon, Twitter, Reddit, and Facebook. And the important thing about all of these sites is that people who love something that you're interested in, that's kind of similar to the thing that you're writing, they all self-identify. So on Amazon, people self-identify that they like Ready Player One by reviewing it and giving it five stars. On Twitter, those people follow the author of the book, Ernie Klein. On Reddit, I just search for the term Ready Player One. And on Facebook, it's people who like the page Ready Player One. So the thing that all these sites have in common is that they allow people to self-identify as loving the thing that's similar to the book you're writing. And where, where possible, I got in touch with those people by either sending them an email or a message to, to explain what I was doing and to see if they were interested in receiving a free copy. Uh-huh. Okay, I see. So, um, and from your website, when I'm looking at it, I somehow get the impression that um, besides the fact that you have um, managed to kind of um, get the people who are interested, who are potentially interested in your book, you somehow uh, also created an engaging content on the website. And uh, most probably you also collected your and grew your email list even before the book was out. Can, can you talk about that part? Yeah, so I think the number one thing that people should be doing is growing an email list of people who are potentially interested in receiving a a free review of the book that you're writing. I think that that is the number one thing above everything else by, by a long way. So I set up the website just um just i think i bought a theme um from from one of the places that you get themes for like 20 or 30 dollars and i set up a mailchimp account which is still free at the moment i don't think you start paying until you've got over 2000 subscribers something mm-hmm. like that yeah so <clears throat> the way i thought of it um is kind of you've got these um channels so I'm, I'm going out to all of these places the amazon twitter reddit and facebook to those people who have self-identified as liking a very very similar book to mine i've reached out to them and said hey um i see you like this i'm writing a similar book um would you be interested in receiving a free promotional copy of it three months before it's released and if they said yes and i said listen great um 
you know i'd like to add you to um, my newsletter so i can keep you up to date um, with my progress and then you know when it's ready to send you that copy and i've had very very good um responses from people and now i just concentrate on two of those so of the four i mentioned i now just concentrate on twitter and reddit because those are the two sites where i've had the overall best response in terms of people replying to me and those people get added to the newsletter and i've just been sending um like one email um per kind of four four or five weeks just to provide a quick update in terms of the engaging content on the website that you mentioned um i've had a fair amount of concept um concept artwork created into like around the kind of characters um, and also some of the other concepts within the book so that people can start looking through that and hopefully getting engaged that way Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's, uh, you know, it's it's quite time consuming. Everything you're talking about, you know, takes time, uh, along with writing and editing later on the book. So um, how are you managing your time? Are you working or you're, you're doing this full time? What, what's your situation? <clears throat> so I spent three, the three months doing the plot that was March to June last year, and I did that while I was working. I then continued working up until June, and I spent so that three months I started writing. And then in June of last year, I gave up um, work so that I could write and do this full time for a few months. And I'm now just about to go back into work. Um, after that um, and we'll work again for another six months um, leading up to the launch mm-hmm. okay so um, right now you you have some time available to concentrate on this project which is kind of you know uh, a good privilege not many have at this stage absolutely um, so I was lucky enough that Um, I had saved up some money to allow me to take some time off. Um, I think that before I, I was doing this full time, I was still spending probably two hours on it per night in the week and maybe doing four hours each day at the weekends. So I was still doing a lot. And then when I go back to work in a couple of weeks, um, I'm still hoping to do a similar amount of work on it, um, i.e. about 15 hours per week. And that's with having a wife and a kid as well. So yeah, I'm spending a lot of time on this. Yeah, well, I can imagine. <laughs> so we spoke about your website briefly. We covered uh, your efforts on social media and also um, your emails, direct contacts with potential readers. So um, what else are you doing in terms of marketing at this stage while you still have around six months until the book launch itself? Well, so I've, I've, I'm on Twitter and facebook as well um and providing kind of information i suppose not just about the book but about um virtual reality itself so obviously the book is about game played in virtual reality and i think that the people that i'm reaching out to like i said who 
have already liked or loved this book, Ready Player One, about a game played in virtual reality, I think it's only natural that those people are going to be interested in virtual reality itself. So the places where online where I'm active, Twitter and Facebook, I'm trying to provide as much useful information about that technology as possible. So just links to blog posts about um, this headset, Oculus Rift. Um, there's at least 20 other headsets in development at this time, um, a bunch of other technology um, around um, something called haptics, which is the kind of gloves that you'll be able to use in association with a headset. Um, these weird and wonderful things called omnidirectional treadmills, um, these kind of things that you can stand on to walk about in virtual reality, and just kind of clips to videos of people who are reviewing the games that are already out um, in um, kind of development or um, will be launched when the actual headset goes on sale. So I'm doing a lot of that as well, trying to provide useful information to these people who follow me. Okay, so can we say that actually from the group of people you are uh, kind of reaching out to, you have mainly the, the readers and the people who liked that popular book, uh, uh, which is similar to yours, and also the people who are into the virtual reality and who will be interested when that uh, headset comes out. That's that's pretty much it, exactly. So on Twitter, for instance, um, I follow people who follow Ernie Klein, the author of Ready Player One, but I also follow people who follow Oculus Rift, the makers of that headset. So it's a kind of, there's several different approaches there. And the thing in common there, of course, is virtual reality. And everyone is starting to get very excited about it because it pretty much comes out at the end of this year for real. Uh-huh. Okay, I see. And did you uh, contact the author of that popular book, which we, which is similar to yours, and try to get her, uh, I don't know, review your book or, uh, you know, somehow leverage that part? I haven't done yet. That is on um, a list of things that I've, yeah, I've got a kind of list of other marketing ideas and that is on there. Um, I would say the reason I haven't done that as yet is that I'm still writing the book. So just to give you an idea of where I am on that, I'm um, about three quarters of the way through the second draft. And once my editor has um, finished going through the second draft, um, I'll then be, I think, a lot more comfortable about potentially reaching out to him and other people that I've identified. Mm -hmm. Okay, I see. And do you have any specific book launch plan in place? Like when, when everything is done and ready, um, what special things are you planning for the launch of the book? Yeah, another good question Arnie. <laughs> and this is so my original plan when I started all this in kind of March April of last year I thought to myself that right I'm gonna get this thing written and I'm going to publish it on the same day that Oculus Rift this headset goes on sale to the public for the first time so my big plan was to launch my book on the same date 
to kind of piggyback off the um, endless publicity that's going to occur at the time. Now, what's actually happened is that Oculus Rift haven't announced a launch date as yet. And it's difficult to know exactly when they're going to launch. And from everything that I'm hearing from the people in the industry who kind of know about this stuff, it might not be until the very end of this year, kind of November, December time. And it might not even be then. So I've had to kind of rethink that aspect of it in terms of the actual launch date because I don't really want to wait that long. So my current plans around launching, I'm thinking of um, actually publishing the book to go on sale in September time and getting this free advance copy to everyone on my list three months before that, i.e. June time. Mm -hmm. And in terms of a kind of big launch that happens um, in September time, nothing in terms of like a physical um, book party or anything like that, but something that I've put a lot of work into and that I'm very excited about and I think will hopefully work for me better than anything like a, a big launch is the promotional game that I've designed around the launch. Okay, so it will be the game which you describe in the book? Okay, so there's two thing there's two things here. So, okay, the the big hook that I have that when I'm sending people to my website and when I'm discussing this with people, there's the big hook is that the game that is played in a book by Nova, the protagonist. So that's a game played by 100 million people in the year 2020, and it's played over the course of a year. So it actually starts on um, Leap Day in 2020. So February the 29th, 2020, this game starts with 100 million people playing it in virtual reality, and it lasts for a year. And over the course of the year, those 100 million people get whittled down to one person who goes on to win the game and wins 10 million pounds. So it, another way of describing it has been, oh, it's a bit like the Hunger Games, but mm -hmm. in virtual reality. So a big hook to what I'm doing is that the game that's played in the book, I want to make the game in real life to launch on that same date, February the 29th, 2020. So I think that's a big hook for people because when you're reading fiction, um, the whole point of reading fiction, of course, is to lose yourself um, in, in a different reality and to kind of pretend, you know, put yourself in the place of the protagonist or someone else in a book. And very often, if the book's good enough or about something interesting enough, we want to actually be the protagonist or someone there living that thing for real. And I think the best example of that out there is probably Harry Potter. I mean, you know, absolutely um, ridiculously, um, phenomenally successful. And the people who are into Harry Potter they want to actually go to Hogwarts for real. And obviously, a lot of money was spent on creating the theme park um, so that people could actually kind of vicariously live um, that 
actual existence. So what I'm trying to offer at my biggest dream is to build the game in the book to be played for real so that people can actually um, follow the kind of life of Nova, the protagonist, but in real life. And what I've done is to try and tie it, to try and make that um, a reality, the kind of the, the game that I'm offering people to play when I um, launch the book later in the year um, is this promotional game around it. So I just need to explain that the, the 100 million people who play the game in the book, they all have a unique number from one to 100 million. Mm-hmm. And everyone is um, located somewhere on this gigantic thing called the player's grid so those numbers from one to a hundred million exist in this thing called the player's grid where number one is in the very center of the grid um, number two above that number three next to it and the numbers spiral outwards from number one all the way to 100 million and that thing this the player's grid that features quite heavily in the book in one of the later rounds um the nova and everyone else left in the book actually goes into this thing called the player's grid and it kind of becomes alive and there's an entire um, scene later in the book where they have to travel from the outer circle, the outer ring of the player's grid and get to the centre, um, solving lots of puzzles in order to progress um, to the next round. So what I've done as part of my kind of promotional campaign for the launch is I've taken a section of this grid Um, a 10 by 10 section so 100 squares in it and I've called that the golden grid and it's really near the center it's um, starts at number 993 Um, and this section the golden grid I'm going to assign those numbers um, over the next kind of few years leading up to the start of the real game in a series of competitions um, and the very first one of those squares in the bottom right hand corner that's a square that I've reserved for the Amazon reviewers game so everyone who gets a copy of the book um, you know the people on my newsletter and the people who buy it mm-hmm. on launch date if they review it on amazon um, within the first month that it goes on sale and send me their review they'll be eligible to play something called the amazon reviewers game and that game um, which is just something called the lowest unique number so let's say 500 people review it in that month and they'll all receive an email from me saying right there's 500 people playing this game you all need to tell me um, a number and the person who guesses the lowest unique number will win a signed copy of the book and that first square in the golden grid and it just so happens that that particular game the lowest unique number is a game that's played by Nova in one of the final rounds of the book. So again, it all ties in. So that's the kind of the first moment that the events 
in the book are going to start to come to life with this thing called the Amazon Reviewers Game, where the people get to play one of the games that Nova plays in the book, and it starts to come to life. Um, it hopefully will continue because um, the company that I talk about in the book, so one of the perspectives in the book is the company behind Solarversia, so a company called Spiral Works, who are based here in London, where I'm based. They, um, That company I'm going to actually incorporate in real life and put the money from book sales and hopefully a movie deal into that company so that it then becomes investable so that I can then go on to create that real game. Okay, I see. Well, I mean, with the time, maybe you can also crowdfund that game as well in the future. That, uh, yeah, there's a few different options. That that definitely is one of them. Um, it, it all obviously hinges upon the the game in the book actually being interesting to people and the book going on to be successful. I mean, I'm obviously aware that that is a very key piece of it. Well, it's, I mean, the way I'm, when I'm listening to this, I have an impression that, you know, your project is much, much bigger than just, you know, self-publishing and launching a book. I mean, you have like many different additional components and many big projects tied into that as well and uh we which require both i mean additional time additional resources and money etc etc so how are you planning i mean uh, do, do you think you can do it all on your own or uh, uh, uh will you be outsourcing some of the things oh. what's your plan about this yeah uh, absolutely no way on earth that i could be doing some all of this stuff on my own so i mentioned at the beginning that i actually came up with this idea um about four years ago and that was after a long search for kind of meaning in my life actually what i was here to do and after coming up with this idea four years ago i actually left my job in finance to enter the world of um, tech startups. So I resigned from my job um, in finance and started um, networking in the London meetup scene, um, eventually became a business analyst for a small digital innovation consultancy with a couple of friends, Matter Consulting, to learn to learn all about startups, um, to learn about this thing called The Lean Startup, which was a book um, by Eric Reese that came out a few years ago, to learn about, <coughs> excuse me, to learn about agile software development and just to generally network in the London startup scene and to teach myself what it actually takes to create a startup, like what's actually involved, what do you do, um, and to learn about the funding side of it and so on. And that's why I'm kind of going down the road that I'm going. So the book is actually, it's really just a um, promotional and marketing tool for this bigger idea, which is creating the game in real life. And like you said, or like you asked, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna require 
a great, great many more people than just myself. Like to actually create that game, you're talking probably hundreds, if not um, low thousands of people to create something like that, which is why um, the company needs to be created and which is why I'm going to put all the money from book sales and from um, other kind of merchandising and hopefully a movie deal into the company that I create so that it can get investment to actually create the real game. Yeah, well, that's the dangerous thing when you start thinking about the meaning of, you know, what you want to do in life, etc. Usually most of the people who start thinking about that leave the corporate and start doing something else. <laughs> so. Absolutely. But something that you're really, really passionate about, right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. this is absolutely is a passion of mine um, and it has been since um, I had the vision for it um, you know a lot a lot of my spare time has gone into some aspect of this um, thinking about it reading books watching videos networking and so on and you know here I am four years later and I'm still well what have I got to show for it I've got a website I've got um, near the second draft of the book nearly complete and I've got as of today 450 people on that um, newsletter email list so my aim my aim is to get um, a thousand people on that by the time I launch later in the year and using that um, promotional game that I spoke about I think from that thousand people on the list if I can get a hundred reviews within the first month um, with an average of 3.5 stars that's my ultimate aim and I think for a first time um, author that would be very good so that's something that I'm aiming for anyway yeah well I mean I uh, absolutely admire people who have big dreams and who not only dream but also take action and uh, you know do things in order to get closer to those dreams so i i sincerely wish you success with your big undertakings and i hope that uh, not only the book but also the game and and the film and whatever you have uh, envisioned um, in your big project uh, everything will will be in place and with the time it will be coming reality thank you very much um yeah uh, the, the one thing that i know for the first time in my life is that i have given this absolutely my best shot and yeah really given it everything that i have and i'll know for the first time in my life that you know if this doesn't actually work i'll be happy that i tried my i gave it my hundred percent yeah Great. Well, thank you very much for the interview. I, I really enjoyed uh, the fact that uh, it was a completely unique uh, angle towards marketing and towards book writing. And we absolutely for sure um, learned something new. So uh, thanks for your insight and good luck with everything you do. Thank you very much. And yeah, like I said, hopefully in six months time, um, I'll actually have something to show for it. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much for the interview, Annie. Thanks. 
Well, it seems like uh, Toby shared with us everything he has planned so far. And I hope that you found the ideas fresh and interesting. And it would be nice to find out what happens next. And for all those who would be interested, you can get a free advanced copy of the book and the chance to play the promotional game about which Toby spoke in the interview by visiting solarversia.com slash about okay allow me to remind you once again that you still can get your seat at the book marketing virtual summit at www.authormarketinglife.com just use the coupon code annie ani and you will get 49 dollars off the regular price and you will have to pay only 99 dollars i'm sure that you will get tons of value from it so just check it out once again www.authormarketinglive.com it seems like that was it for today uh, i would really appreciate your feedback about the podcast let me know what you like what you don't what kind of content you would like me to add what kind of topics would you like me to cover just you know anything you think that will bring more value to you and anything that you think will be useful please let me know because i may not be thinking of um, topics which may interest you but uh, maybe you have things that you would like me to cover so just uh, email me at annie at anniealexander.com annie at anniealexander.com and i will make sure that i reply to absolutely every single listener take care keep writing continue moving forward hustle a bit connect with your readers do everything we spoke about during all those interviews and um, make sure that every single day you do something even something very small that will bring you closer to success <laughs>